0: Today on the Timana Podcast show, we've got Santa Adam, England, boxing coach, young entrepreneur, 2022, and law graduate. We met, didn't we, on the BBC, Share Your Story. We
1: did.
0: And I thought you were so inspirational, mate. Such an amazing role model for young girls. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how have you got to where you are so quickly at a young age?
1: So um, I'm 21 years old and um, I'd say part of getting to where I am today was just being a hard worker and everything else that came along with it was just part of the process. I became a boxing coach in January last year, so 2022. And I did that because I just had a passion for boxing and helping people. But what came after that was really unexpected. Um, I decided to put on my own females only classes in Bolton. And um, literally just grew and grew over time.
0: Where are the boxing classes on at?
1: So at the moment they're out on at the Amir Khan Academy, and I feel like that's a, that is the best place. Um, I got to know the academy, got to know the coaches, and it was very suited to me. Um, but yeah, it's a great environment to be in. And for me, that's just that's just really helped being at such a great gym.
0: The what was the young entrepreneur thing? What was it, young?
1: Young achiever for the she inspires, yeah. yeah so the she inspires was a um, global awards this year, and um, they've been going on for quite a few years now. And it's just funny how things play out in life sometimes, because um, upon leaving school, I did the NCS, and. Um, What's that? So it's the National Citizenship Service, um, but it's a programme to kind of prepare you for college, get to meet new people, do different projects together. And um, we did a community project, which um, I pretty much kind of um, led. And one thing about me, like, it's like, I'll follow rules, but I don't like being told what to do too much. And they said, right, guys, you have to do a community community project, but the rule is um, you can't make money. Um, And I thought, well, why not? If we're helping the community, and um, we can put, reinvest that money into the community. Why not? So we came up with like three different projects and um, one of the projects that I thought was really good just to get everybody a bit creative. I thought, oh, we should do some face painting in the town center um, to kind of like raise money for and reinvest that in the community. And it's something for the kids because I realized there was nothing for the kids at the time. So we decided to do that and we raised quite a bit of money. And um, through that, I got to know the events organiser of town. And she actually thought I led this whole project and she thought, oh, Santa Adams come to do face painting. And um, she kind of kept my contact from there. And um, later on, six months later, she gave my number to Next Retail, also in the town centre, who also thought I was a face painter. And they said, oh, Santa, we need to raise money for it. They were doing an Alzheimer's charity around Christmas time and they wanted to raise money and they called me in at that time and yeah I did it and I got my first contract not through applying but through face painting (laughs) and that's when I explained that I'm not actually a face painter I just do it as like a it's it's a hobby I did it as a one-off but this is this is where it's led me and um, they said to me oh you should start your own little business and this and that and that's what I went on and did and I was in college one day and I got a call and um, again I was just like oh I better take this." And it was the founder of the She Inspires Awards. And she said to me, um, I've come across your business and I absolutely love what you do. Um, can you come and, and provide your services for the She Inspires Awards? Um, and for that particular year, I think it was 2018, they were celebrating 100 years of inspirational women and women's vo- um, voting rights. So I thought, oh, that's really good. that would be a great opportunity for me to go and like meet all these new people. And um, that's what I went and did. And every woman in the room there, there was lawyers, doctors, um, artists, you name it, and they were all like, you're really young, what do you do? And I said, oh I'm the in college, and they said, oh so you've got your own little business already, and I said, yeah, and um, they all said, keep doing what you're doing, keep working hard, and you could be here one day, and those words just kind of stuck with me, and I thought, you know what, maybe I could be here one day, because Being being quite young, I was very, very ambitious. And I thought, you know what? Maybe that's possible. So fast forward to 2022, I've become the youngest female South Asian boxing coach in the Northwest region. And I was kind of on this mission to get more females in the gym. Like that was my main aim. And along with that, I did a lot of charity work and I was doing my um, law, law degree at that time, which I've now graduated in. So the She Inspires came up and I don't know who or how but I did got I, I got nominated for two different awards and one of them was Young Achiever of the Year and the other one was Volunteer of the Year and I just found that really ironic I was like oh my gosh this this, this might just happen and um, yeah I had like a long interview process with some judges and I did mention it they said oh what would it mean if you got this award and I did say well it's it would it would just be absolutely crazy because this is how I came across the she inspires and this is what I got told and these are the words that kind of stick with me. And um one of the judges on the panel actually said that Sana, I remember meeting you and I met you that day. And um she said, I did actually have that conversation with you. So I found that really, really it was quite strange, really, quite ironic. But yeah, that's how I ended up um doing the interview and then being at the awards, so I had my friends and my teachers to support me there, and I just knew whatever the outcome, I've worked hard that year, and um, I just knew. Do you know when you feel like this has been my year? And then just to top You're it only off, twenty one. I know. <laughs> to... Where does it
0: come from? This. Where, where, did, where does this? Just everybody that just like me just loves you. It's like, where does it come from? This. Does it come from your mum, your dad? What, what, what inspires you? Yeah,
1: I think from the very start. It has definitely been my mom and dad, yeah. and to be fair, my my brother as well. They've always they've always seen this fire in me. They call me Chatterbox at home, and they're like, "You never shut up." <laughs> and then when I'm not at home, I get about twenty phone calls a day, like, "Sana, how are you?" But um, yeah, definitely starts from home. But in the process, I think growing up, being in school and college, and I think I was different in the sense that I didn't just see my teachers as my teachers but I wanted more out of my teachers in the sense that I wanted to be their friend and kind of um, have a kind of different kind of like a friendship level and all my teachers always just say Sanna like you're different and you need to just carry on working hard and I think they instilled that belief in me that if you keep being different and you keep like don't follow the crowd and be yourself you will do well. But it was the things that I decided to get get myself involved in from a young age. So like in, going back to primary school, I was part of the school council and then I ended up leaving with the Dean Ambassador of the Year at, from primary school and then moving on to high school. I kind of found this sense of like leadership in me. So I kind of carried on with the school council and I did loads in high school as well. And I became de- a deputy head girl in my last year. Um, I've always been very vocal, but I think the confidence kind the the speaking side of things definitely comes from my mum. And uh, my mum's a very good speaker. And she got married at a very young age, actually. She got married at 20, by choice. And then she had me at 21. And she always says, oh, my studies and my life got cut short. She goes, obviously, it was all worth it. But there's a lawyer in my mum, definitely. Yeah. Any little thing, um, there's, there's definitely the legal side to her. And I know, like, had she had gone to uni and studied, my mum would have been a solicitor. And I think that's where I get it from.
0: What is the solicitor side of it then? Where, where has that come from? Why have you chosen that path? Is it is that your forefront or is that your backup?
1: Originally, it was my first choice. It was the forefront. And um, I'm now in a situation where I am very kind of, in a situation like what do I really I think now more than ever I'm really questioning it because I thought I wanted I thought I knew what I wanted to do and I thought that was law and it still is but there's different areas of law and I've now figured that there's more are, uh, different areas which um, suit me better but the law side again um sticking to what I was good at because when I was in school I was 100% that I was going to go down the science route and my original options for college were biology, chemistry and psychology. And I feel like that comes from what was instilled from the start. So in the Asian community, um, science is the number one subject, I think. And if it's not science, then it was law, but more often than not, it's always like dentist, doctor, audiologist, optometrist. And it's like they didn't see beyond that. So for me, it was like I did my work experience in a dentist because I thought I wanted to be a dentist. And I actually fainted when I was watching a tooth extraction and I thought, this isn't for me. And I knew that there was more to my personality as well. So I got my GCSE grades, which clearly reflected that I was better at English than I was in science. I did well in both, but my English just stood out more. And when I went to college, I got in this conversation with um, the teacher who was enrolling me. And she said, look around you, she said, every single like asian so it was without obviously i'm not trying to offend you i'm just trying to like like spark something Change your perspective in your head in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she said look around you she goes everybody's doing the same thing and she said do you really want to go into science and she questioned me and i was there like re-evaluating my whole life and i just said no so she said why don't you be different and that's when i called my mom and dad into college because i thought it's important to have their opinion as well Um, And they said straight away, they said, you know what, you are good at speaking and um, you are good at English and we do think you'd be good at law. So if that's what you want to do, go for it. They had my back from there, 100%. And um, yeah, I'm glad I chose the subjects that I chose because I really enjoyed them. And um, that's what shaped me. And that was a kind of pivotal point for me, because had I have chosen science, I don't think I'd be where I am today. Definitely not. Even on the academic side. I don't know if I would have done well because I genuinely genuinely believe that you do well in what you're good at um, and what you genuinely have a passion for. And if that passion's not there, if it feels like a chore, then I don't think I would have done well in that subject.
0: What is your passion?
1: My passion... Your core passion. My my passion is 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 quite I have a few passions but in everything that I do I found one similarity so with everything I've done it all boils down to helping other people and trying to shape them into the best version of themselves but that makes also helps me because along the way I've had to learn skills and I've had to better myself as well um to be able to do that and even when I was younger It's just the little things I used to say to my dad all the time. I was like, oh, I'm going to be in the Bolton News one day. I know it. I don't know why and I don't know when, but I know it. And he just used to laugh and he used to be like, oh, just make sure you mention me when you get there. And... Yeah, I got um, my first ever article with the Bolton News. I think it was March last year. And I remember picking up the paper. Is that we were in the
0: boxing ring?
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I remember picking up the paper and I was on the front page. And I was just like, wow, I really said I was going to do this. And it's happened. Like, that was quite important to me because I am very proud of being from Bolton. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, that, that was like kind of ticked off the list. But um, even going back... Do you
0: understand how special you are? Have you ever reflected on that?
1: I do. I think sometimes, do you know when you hear it all the time, like recently as well, oh, you're doing so well, you're doing so well. The support is so amazing. But I feel like with everything, there comes waves, and sometimes I forget who I am, and I have to remind myself. How do you do that? Sometimes it could just be chatting to a friend. Like when you need some genuine advice, and when you need help and all what you think. I can't lie with the amount of stuff that I do. Even in my old job, um, I used to work part-time for Eon and I used to have conversations with my manager and she says, Sana, you're so... She tried saying to me in the nicest way, you're doing so much to be working at Eon right now without trying to drive you out. And she said, one day you might burn out. And that's what she was worried of. So obviously trying to balance my masters with a part-time job and I was doing like 20 hours during the week, I knew I needed to kind of prioritize my focus. And it is hard sometimes and I think I just get through that because I just have to remind myself sometimes. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: Do you look at yourself in the mirror and think, oh, "I'm proud of the girl that looks back"?
1: A hundred percent. I know I've been through a lot. Like I've lived um, my teenagers, and um, one thing about myself is I'm very mature, and I, f- I don't believe that you mature with age. I believe you mature with experiences, and yeah, I have. I've, I've been through quite a bit, even. Like personal life, family life. Um, not everything was always sunshine and rainbows, and it won't be. Um, but you have to kind of appreciate that it's the bad times that make you grow as a person. And 21,
0: a 21. I can't believe you told yeah. me this at 21.
1: I go, there's certain situations now that happen that I can literally kind of sail through because it's happened before. And um, it's just. I have got a very mature mindset. Now, I have friends who kind of, and people that I know who go through things that I went through at a very young age. So it's just like, I try to kind of give them the best advice and say like, you know what? It's fine, you could get through it. But I think the best thing I did from a young age and one of the big things that I say to, um, the message that I try to get across when I go to school, the friends that you have now I'm sorry to say, but they will not be in your life forever. When you leave school, and when you leave college, they say you will walk past the same people and kind of like, "Oh hi," just because. Can I ask?
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um. I don't know why I'm asking this question, but like, um, can I talk to you about bullying? Yeah. And have you ever experienced it?
1: I wouldn't say I've. Um, Obviously, I'm completely against because bullying. Because
0: you, you 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 put out this really nice. It's just you. You just got this sunny disp- disposition. People call you sunny,
1: yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> um, it's obviously people are looking at you, thinking, "Who the hell does she think she is?" And stuff like that. Yeah. How do you how do you cope with that? The bullying, the sort of negativity, and that kind of thing.
1: Um.
0: Or are you aware of it? Or
1: percent I'm aware of it. When I was um like even being in school and college. It wasn't that I was, um, I think in school and college, I was like Miss Popular and yeah. like girls trying to outshine each other and things like that. For me, it's been weird because I've all, I've I've and I've been like this again, I think because of how my mum's grown up having a lot of male cousins. She's got 36 first cousins, many of who are male. I've grown up with a brother. I don't have a sister, but again, we've got more males in the family than females. Being in school, I was in a primary school where there was 18 boys seven girls and the same in high school as girls we were always outnumbered so for that reason I've always had more male friends than female friends and I kind of realized like with female friends it's different the conversation's different and it's more like what you wearing on Saturday where are we going they like to have a good gossip and with males it's different it's very like laid back chilled out now moving forward being that wasn't a problem when I was younger but I think there's this thing of People are trying to work out what I kind of am as a person. Like, I do have female friends and male friends, but this whole um, bullying thing, from kind of being Asian point of view, um, the people that I know, I know for a reason. And it's always like, I have been told in the past... um, Oh, it's just quite a tough question, that.
0: I know, I know. I just wondered. But it's just... Because... You're getting quite a big following. Yeah. Right? A lot of people are talking about you and stuff like that. I just... I wondered... Not everybody's going to be kind yeah. of saying nice things about you. Not everybody's How do you be... cope with yeah. them not doing that? Does it affect you? Does it... Do you let it go in your thing? Or have you just got this... Because you're around lads that you've got yeah. this thick skin to kind of go, look, I'm not...
1: No, I think over time I have... Um, I have got quite thick skin. Like even... For, for what I can remember before, nobody's opinion ever mattered. But I think now when it comes in a slightly bigger volume, yeah. um, There's but what I appreciate and understand is you can't always be on, I'm not trying to be on the same page as everybody else. Um, when you're on like kind of doing your own thing, there's people who are going to support you and like what you do and like you as a person and people who don't. And I've just learned that you have to be fine with that. Um, I try not to kind of, I don't know how to explain it. Do you know when your main motive is to have friends, like lifelong friends, and then you start kind of taking on their opinion too much and things like that? I think that's where that's when it has affected me in the past. What I try doing is I try to keep this like level ground with everyone. Um, I know who my close friends are. I can count my close friends on one hand, and I'm. I think going back to social media, a lot of people do think just because I've got a good following and I post quite a bit, they think they know me, Yeah. but the, the truth is they don't know me. That's, that's like 10% of who I am as a person. And they're very private. I have a big following on Instagram. People assume the same thing about Snapchat. I've had like messages from businesses in the past. Can we get your Snapchat insights? Like how many views you get on Snapchat? And the truth is, I only get like 100 views on Snapchat because that, it's more personal. It's got like just my friends and family because I feel like I post my everyday life a bit on there. But that's what I like not to show. And I have that power. I can't control what people think, but I control what I put out there. And I kind of find peace in that.
0: So you kind of sort of distinguish the fact that you know in your mind that these people don't know you.
1: Yeah. I like that. Like, if, for example, we, we're sitting down and having this conversation. Because a lot right of people now.
0: put out stuff, don't they? And they think they're putting out their true selves. Yeah. And if that person says something about them, it's like a personal attack on them. But those people don't know you.
1: Yeah.
0: Do they? Just from what you're putting out there on social media.
1: Mm mm-hmm. 100%. Um, one thing about social media, when I was um, in college, I kind of had a bit of a following from then I wouldn't say nothing like close to what I was now but even from from my age at that time I did have like I think I don't know three four thousand and I thought oh this is really cool but um I thought I was going down this influencer this so-called influencer route and what I did was um study an extended project qualification in college I got asked to kind of do this extra piece for an extra grade and I thought why not and um, a lot of people kind of it was filled with like science students so they were doing things like (coughs) studies on legalizing cannabis and studies on this drug to the body and I thought oh I'm not that's not like I can't do that so I decided to do um, studies on the beauty industry and how it affects young girls and the things that I found were absolutely shocking in terms of social media and how um, adverts and like how they use models that are so perfect or how they actually alter things to look so perfect that it's actually getting into girls' heads. And at that time, I think I needed that because I used to flip through Instagram all the time and it was the people that I was following. It was the um, kind of what I was being consumed by that, oh, you have to look like this and you could do this and this whole fast money and things like that. And I very quickly realized that this is all just a facade. Um... And i had to tell myself like this isn't real that's when i realized that i don't want to be an influencer in terms of beauty hair and makeup because that wasn't me and i thought i have certain values that i'd like to get across and i am my own person and i would be better going down that route just being myself rather than being somebody that i'm not that's
0: bloody good that Sana. that's really <laughs> good that dude it's just an amazing message to put out there I just I can't like I keep pausing and we keep pausing the thing. I'm like I'm so shocked with the way you think that usually when I'm talking to people I keep rolling and I can. Yeah. But I'm just when you say something I'm just like I'm trying to take it in. And I'm just like <laughs> how are you at 21 able to like think like that? It's amazing. But I'm just like look I don't like the word influencer. I don't right. But I love the word role model. And I've told you this before about you being a role model, right? And really when I. If I said to somebody, oh, what is Sandra? I I say you're a public speaker. And I think that's really what you should be doing as a job. It's just going out there and because you you talk amazing. You're so articulate. You put things so beautifully and you're just sharing this amazing message. You can reach so many people by being a public speaker. That's really what you are meant to be doing. Have you thought about that before? Obviously, you do public speaking already, but I'm talking about leaning into it and actually making it your profession.
1: No, I have, definitely. Um, I've been approached with some great opportunities Mm -hmm. and um, this whole going into schools locally, I did that on a voluntary basis just because I thought if I can share my, like put myself out there and for the kids to get to know me and for somebody to, oh, she's not an influencer, she's a role model. um, That's what I kind of wanted to do. And then I started getting um, kind of emails from companies like who work with schools and I got through a friend actually I have a really good friend who's into this sort of thing himself and I ended up at a school in Birmingham then I've ended up at a school um, in Rochdale then East Manchester and that doesn't feel like work to me like to inspire kids and for them to be able to say wow and I want to do something like that because I know if I was in school to be fair, there was that time when I was in school, on the odd occasion, they'd bring somebody in and somebody who'd kind of um, speak to us and kind of turn the clogs in my head. And I'm like, I'm I'm at a position where I can be that person at the moment.
0: Yeah, but look at me, just the way I taught on the BBC. Obviously, they got me there as a wild card, right? And I'm cool with that. <laughs> that was great, right, right? yeah. But the girls were queued up waiting to talk to you afterwards. Yeah. And it's like, just from you doing public speaking, Mm -hmm. It's like you need to get your Instagram and at the top it needs to set public speaker as your first priority. I think, listen, that's my perspective on it, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I just think you can help a lot of people out. You're about helping people. The law thing's cool, right? All these things you've done really cool. But you going out changing people's perspective Mm -hmm. so it can help change their lives is what you're really all about. And I know that. You know that.
1: I know that.
0: You're an amazing speaker. You're so articulate. You're beautifully put. The way you just think about things. Such a young age now to do a makeup, that makeup thing, and then turn it in your mind about the beauty thing to then change your perspective on it. And then now that's what you're doing to help other. You know what I mean? So so many girls are stuck in that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What they define as beauty is just nuts, man. And they just look at themselves and think they're not good enough.
1: You're the girl
0: to change all that. To say you are good enough.
1: Yeah, and uh, do you know what? I know I'm changing that because, like, it's the feedback that you get from people. When my main focus was just what I was wearing and what my hair looked like, it was like, "Oh, you're so pretty, you're so pretty." Now it's I'm getting mess like
0: there's nothing wrong with that no there isn't, is there there? isn't. but you can't there identity you can't be your, your old
1: no your... being an influencer in itself is a job like yeah. I have friends who do that and um, that's great but um, for myself I just know from a personal point of view if it's not benefiting, if I can't benefit people on a bigger scale than just show what I can wear or look like that's not good enough for me as a person so um for that reason doing what I'm doing and then I'm getting this feedback of parents and not just mums dads as well um, you're such a great role model for my sons and daughters and I want them to be like you when they're older. Ooh. That that means something else. Now that, that was for me, that was like, right, this is what I wanted to hear. And it's not like I'm out, I'm not seeking validation, but if I'm being told that what you're doing is helping my kids.
0: So what are you doing now then to put this in should we talk about this? What, what are you doing now then to put this in order? I'll be setting up a, a Santa Adam website where it's public speaking and that's one of your services that you do.
1: Do you know what? It's funny. We, I'm glad this got brought in because um, we were having this conversation at home all the time because mm-hmm. the places where I was going and the people that I'm meeting, um, even once in, I had got into a conversation in TK Maxx and this lady said to me, I want to join your classes. Can I get a card? And from there, it kind of sparked an idea. My mum said, you don't you don't have a card. Like, you need to start, like, you need to build a brand. And for that reason, we have come up with a name and we do want to create a website. And uh, What's the name? The name's Voicebox.
0: What's the name? The name. What's the name? It's just your name. Don't start messing around with, like, other names and stuff. Like, that. it's got to be Santa Adam. You are the brand. Mm-hmm yeah and don't mess around with like other little names and stuff like that it's just your name by your domain name get it up there public speaking to do, do all these yeah. services underneath you you don't need
1: no and do you know what i'm glad this is why i'm here because i thought Look, yeah i thought this is a conversation but that's just
0: it's not it's, it's all of us Yeah, in marie's all of us it's it's a, it's a code of ethics values the way what we put out into the world
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and that's what that's what Santa Adam is about—looking after people and doing it the right way. So when you get people working for you and stuff like that, yeah. it'll always come back to the the Santa Adam brand and the values and the ethics and the, you know, what you you've set up. It needs to be that.
1: I'm glad you've got to be massive, you know. Yeah.
0: Honestly, I meet a lot of people. Mate, and you're like one in a million. There's a reason I've got you on the podcast to tell you i tell you this. Oh,
1: not but at you need all. But
0: you need to lean into it, mate. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. You need to lean into it. You're a public speaker. You're going to be an amazing public speaker. You're going to be doing all sorts. But you need to tell people that you're a public speaker mm-hmm. so they can hire you. You get your rates right because you're going to get paid a whole lot of money for doing it. Santa Adam. Not a little voice box or that. Santa Adam is the brand. Buy the domain name. Do a cool little logo. Set up the website, change your Instagram. You put that frequency out there, you're going to get a lot. You're already doing it, but you lean into it, you're going to get a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. And over time, when you get to your 30s and 40s, you are going to be like epic. You're going to have like a Sandra Adam Foundation. You're going to have like loads of stuff. We can spread the message even bigger and wider. It comes down to your values and your eth- um, integrity and ethics as a person, they're just solid. At 21-year-old, they're just solid. They're unshakable, aren't they? 100%.
1: No, 100%. I think sometimes it's just a matter of time because if I could put my 100% into all this right now, I would. But I have five months left of my master's and I've been in education for 18 years now. So when that's done, I can finally take a breather. And... Definitely work on something like that. I did say, um, I have made that plan, that for one year, um, I, will, I, will t- I will have a job, but it's going to be something that I enjoy. But at the same time, work on myself and work on my brand. I what, think. That's
0: what's the name of your brand thing. again?
1: Sana Adam. That's
0: correct. It's just like the thing, like you were doing the influencer thing. It just takes one no- bit of knowledge to change your perspective on it. You are the brand. Million percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll just do it when, you, when you're when you ready but you know what I mean you can buy the domain name ready for when you do your course and then just lean right into it but once you tell people you're a public speaker oh my god
1: you're yeah. just going to get
0: booked up left right and centre you just got to make sure that you get your prices right yeah and what you're going to be charging
1: yeah it's good do you know what it's really good to have this conversation because Like you said, oh, you're 21, how are you so mature? There's things I know and then things that I don't know. And being completely quite honest and frank, um, I I do need that help in terms of making sure everything's right. And I think this is what part of one thing that was holding me back. Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? And, um, but no, like I said, when the time's right, as soon as I have that chance to kind of just focus on myself, everything will roll out smoothly.
0: I'm excited for you know Really excited for you. What else have you got coming up? What else are you doing at the minute?
1: I've got the end of my masters. Five so months. Five months. The end is in sight. I've got my main exams in March. Yeah. And then again in June and July. Um other than that, some exciting things that have come up. I'm going to be in two books this year. Uh one of them being a Bolton-based book. So Rising Stars and Changemakers of Bolton. Um It's actually by the founder of the She Inspires Awards. And we met again after I won the award in Bolton College. And um, yeah, she emailed me after that saying, I think you'd be great in this book. So we want to write a piece about you in the book. And there's another one. And this one's a children's book actually. And I like this one because they kind of get loads of information out of you, limited to words, 500 words for each question. And then she creates a fictional story on yourself. And it comes with a nice little image. So that's good. But um, this year, I was um, obviously, again, on the speaking side of things. There were a couple of opportunities, but one was just too soon. Um, It actually would have been next week in Saudi Arabia. So um, I kind of, we've put that off. You see what
0: I'm saying, don't you? Pardon? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do now. As soon as you put that frequency out there, you've not even seen you're a public speaker and people actually come and speak. Imagine when you actually tell people that you do. You get flown all over the world talking.
1: Yeah. I hope so I'm at Bolton University next week um again for the same reason because when they get in touch with me we'd like we'd, we'd love for you to come and speak my first question is what would you like me to speak about and they said you your dual career what you enjoy things like that
0: what's your, what's your brand called again
1: Sarah Adam correct
0: <laughs> so what are you going to come and talk about Santa Adam yeah and the way your perspective on life mm. that's what they're looking for aren't they
1: I think it's totally it's different.
0: It's totally different the way you look and the way you think. They're after that to change other kids' minds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's your brand. And it's worth a lot of money, that. And then, mind your law degree.
1: Yeah. There's, there's been a lot. I think towards the end of last year and start of this year, a lot of people asked me, Sada, what do you want to do? And I think. Had had none of this ever happened, it would have been law, training, contract, and then obviously being a solicitor. But it the sounds problem with easy. it, Sana,
0: it, it would have your purpose in life would be it, it itches at you.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. And it
0: grinds at you. Yeah. And it chips away at you. And you. you it, the thing is, is the law and stuff is great. Yes. It's, it's listen. I realize it's amazing it is, right? But it's not going to fulfil you and give you meaning in life. You as a person Mm -hmm. need to be fulfilled. Yeah. That's what the public speaking is going to do. You know that you do that for free. You already do it. Right.
1: No, 100% is the fulfillment because I have been in jobs in the past and I've done things in the past. And if it doesn't fulfill me or satisfy me in the sense that I don't feel good about what I've done, I won't do it again. Or I'll just look for the nearest exit. And um, that's what it is. That's what I'm scared about. Like I've done this three-year law degree and I've done this master's. And... Even though people are like, why did you do your masters and put yourself through that then if you don't actually do want to do law? And I said, it's not that I don't want to do it. I do think about it. Like, I do think about marriage and things like that. And maybe after I get married, it's something that I could kind of... I do have a passion for it and maybe it'll always be there. But having them qualifications is good because it's never going to run away from me. I'll still have that.
0: It's good. It's still... put yourself yeah. through it and people say that, you know, you got a lot about you yeah. for doing it, but you could just be basically a public speaker right now and just do what I want to. We're,
1: we're, we're heading in that direction, we're I guess.
0: <laughs> a million percent. Listen, again, that's my perspective. Yeah. But when I say that, your yeah. eyes light up, right? Because you know what it does for other people. Mm-hmm. When I seen you talk with the BBC and I seen them girls queue up saying, can I talk to, can I, can I talk to Sana? Can I talk to Sana?
1: Yeah.
0: That's everything that this is about is it? And then girls coming down and you changing their perspective and kind of going, I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't want to feel like, I want to feel like summer. I want to feel fulfilled in my life, not, I don't want, want people judging me for what I look like, but who I am as a person. And that's what, that's what you're all about. That's your own message.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did your mum and dad talk to you like this?
1: They do. They do. My mum and dad are definitely very, I think, strong-minded because I don't like to say this, but I think the typical Asian, South Asian family, especially for the girls, it's literally like, we educate our girls, they do well, and then they get married, and then she's a husband, then then whatever. But they've known from the start, um, it's not that I don't listen, I'm very good and I'm very disciplined at home, and I've been raised in a way where they've never had to tell me twice I feel like with my brother, it's a little bit different. They have to, they're on their toes with him. But with me, even when it came to schoolwork or college work or exams, I've never had to tell them anything. I tell them, keep them in the loop, but they've never had to kind of, they've done the opposite and told me to chill out like this and you need to stop and give yourself a break. Um, And I think over the past couple of years, things have changed because the marriage talk always used to come up. Because just typically when you're done with your degree and you're settled into a job, next step, find a husband
0: yeah there are society's constraints yes aren't they?
1: and I used to get it at home as well I still do sometimes but now they know that I want to kind of do well for myself see the world and they appreciate like this girl's gonna make her own life de- decisions and they're all about it but they just want to I think the they're just there for the support now and I do I do need my mum and dad to tell me in the sense that they know what's right they know what's best for me. So it's 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 very, very important, but they'll never pressurise me. And I think that's one thing I love about my parents. Yes,
0: good mum and dad's Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think I'm gonna just wrap it up there. You'd like honestly, like absolutely gobsmacked me. <laughs> I'm just like you. I'm just usually like flowing and stuff like that, Santa, but honestly, mate, one in a million.
1: Thank I'm just you.
0: really excited for you. And you know what? I am. You ever need advice and stuff? You know yeah. what I am, don't you? No,
1: definitely. You I'm message glad I met me you. or whatever. I'm glad I met you because, in terms of this branding and getting things started, it's it's very hard because trying to explain it to somebody who doesn't understand, like maybe, or kind of see your vision. Yeah. But having somebody do the complete opposite, saying I know what, yeah, where you're going to be and what you're going to do, is is different. It's refreshing because it's like, yeah. I think somebody gets it.
0: I think it's because um a lot, you know, I'll go back to when you were. You know, thinking about being the influencer thing—that that—that's outside in. Where what I'm talking to you, you've changed this inside out, Mm. and that's what a brands about. It starts with integrity and values, and how you want to feel first, and then outside. Hundred percent. You've already got that.
1: Hundred percent. I don't think. I don't think you can. Um, kind of. The values have to be in you. If they're not in you, they're not in you. But. You can't, you can't be somebody again. It's all about being yourself. You can't be somebody you're not, but those have been my values from the start. And yeah, nothing's really changed. I've been the same person from start and I will be till the end. And
0: that's what a brand is. And that's why, what's the brand called? Sana Adam. Perfect. <laughs> right, we'll wrap it up there. How can people follow you?
1: So my Instagram at the moment, sana.adam and um, yeah, everything I'd, I'd say is all on my Instagram. I do have separate ones for my businesses, but they're linked in my bio as well.
0: Right, sound, Everybody go and follow Sam on Instagram.
1: Thank you, Tim. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you, mate. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You're with the best. You're with the best. You're with the best. You're
1: ready with the best. Tomorrow, what, what?